2: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
0: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
2: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast horse here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So, that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor,
2: where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor bet builder. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org.
0: NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town.
2: back for
1: Arfield, what a no Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end.
2: Oh, what a goal! What a
0: goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is
2: something very, very special! Wade Elliott, has that change of pace, and he's got away from Montgomery, it's the path of McCann, and the fire finds the net! What a strike from Wade Elliott,
0: a bolt from the Blue! Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that! Pure quality!
2: Boy, still time for a winner, baby. John Francis! They came to York in their thousands. They're going home the champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Goal! Michael get on! Get
0: on! Oh, that's get on! Justice. That is justice at the Amic Stadium. Burnley
2: a level and deserved to be. Uh, hello, everybody and welcome along to the pre-game show we've been anticipating what since we got relegated back in May um it's the Blackburn pre-game show uh with me Joe Redmond here on the Turfcast uh podcast youtube channel and of course the uh, podcast feed um but uh, yeah here we are um I don't know how you're all feeling if you're feeling anything like me it's very very nervous um we have got a um Uh, um, an enemy waiting uh, to chat to us. Uh, I will bring Dan in 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 just a few, uh, about a minute or so. Uh, I did see him chuckling away, actually, um, obviously, because the first bit of commentary on that is from when we beat Blackburn with the Scott Arfield goal. I did see him chuckling away. I didn't even anticipate that. oh, as soon as I played it, I heard, I thought, I'll have a look. Anyway, chuckling away. But um, yeah, uh, nervous. Uh, I, I just feel like, and I'll ask Dan this in a second, I just feel like the pressure is on us now because we've been better than them for the last what? 12, 15 years. We've been playing in in Europe. They've been down to League One. And now we've kind of sort of like met in the middle. And now we're at this position where whoever wins this game will be top um, for the World Cup break. And instead for Christmas then, but of course, we come back before then. Um, So I feel like the pressure's on us. And I feel like they'll be going into it with not a nothing to lose thing, because obviously nobody wants to lose against their rivals. But do you remember, for those of you old enough, do you remember when we played them in um, 2000, when they came to the turf? I went on that buzzing, thinking, oh, well, if we get beat, it's not the end of the world, because, you know, five years ago or whatever, they were, they were winning the league and stuff, and, and now and now we're level. Um, obviously, the difference was, I think they were so much better than us in that game, and it's sure. and obviously the less said about the game at Ewood, the better. Uh, that season, they were just so much better than us, whereas they kind of like put us to the sword and and made an example of us and then obviously they went up um, and then we didn't see each other again for for a few years Again, which just seemed to be the case. But um, I kind of feel like the pressure's on us to sort of like keep this 11-year Winless streak for them going because of course we had to endure 34-35 years. Obviously, we won't get to that because we're playing each other a lot more now. Um, But it'd be nice, you know, maybe to get to another twelve at least. Twelve would be nice. Um, But I kind of feel like that the the pressure's on us, and not just that as well. We've you know we've come down from the prem as I've said. You know we are one of the favourites now after we've done well this season to go back up. Everyone's just expecting Blackburn to fade. Even the majority of Blackburn fans again will ask Dan. In fact, tell you, I said I'm just saying we'll ask Dan. Let's bring him in Let, let's let's get him on stream here he is how you doing mate you okay
1: yeah i'm good thanks for having us on and yeah i was uh having a chuckle at that i commentary i knew it a bit of face one. on we've got uh, the, David know, the one on ice so
2: yeah you know what i was gonna do i was gonna i were gonna completely change it and put just loads of goals in there against you like get the danny ing's one in there get i don't know the, the calling cup one in there even the mike Hyde one from the fa cup game when you obviously beat us in the end but you know decent goal but i just couldn't be honest if i'm being honest with you. Um how are you doing, mate? You all right?
1: Yeah, nervous for Saturday, yeah. Nervous. Sunday, really. Yeah. Really nervous for it. I just so what, what, don't want to lose.
2: Yeah, that's it for me. What's the overriding emotion then? Is it for you? Because uh, Is it excitement? Is it nervousness? Because like I said, I kind of feel like the pressure is on us. Like If I were you, I feel like I'd be going into this with more excitement than nervousness. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, it's a bit like that. I think if you ask most Rovers fans, obviously we all want to win it, but we yeah. know you're a good side as much as it pains us to say it. You know, you picked up some good results and I think we'll look at it thinking we're kind of in the situation that if this were anyone else we're playing, you know, if we're playing Sheffield United away, Norwich away, going, up, going to a side that's top of the league, winning games, scoring goals, I think we'd be like, well, if we lose, it's not really the end of the world, but it'll feel like it. And with the added, you know, the added thing of four weeks off afterwards, you know, there's no we can't go again on Tuesday and then just get rid of this game, forget it happened. It's something that's going to sit with us. So I think as much as I'd like to say when, you know, the pressure's on you, I feel like it's a statement for us. If we win, it's a real push for us to go on because like you said, you know, we're probably expected to fade away going into January and beyond.
2: Yeah, well, it does seem to be something that happens you know, pretty much every season for you boys, but obviously now it's a different management. I, I do want to talk about, obviously, J.D.T., John Thomason who's come in, got rid of Mowbray, I think, kind of sort of like Raddy's course at Blackburn, if I'm being honest with you. It did become sort of like, not a necessarily a laughing stop with early fans, but we kind of knew he was a bit of a poor manager and you were just kind of sticking with in for the sake of sticking with in. But you've come in, John Thomason's come in, he's changed it up, hasn't he? What, what sort of, sort of like play How? basically how, how do you play now what, what sort of game do you play now or, or under the new management
1: I think it's a mix which was probably Mowbray's biggest downfall that we kind of a one way with Mowbray. yes we changed it every year like one year we do uh, we tried a passing game and it didn't work because we didn't have the players but he wouldn't change it he couldn't mm-hmm. notice that you know it's not working at all whereas JDT's done it he's learned to change we had a uh, The last home game we played were one of the last ones against Birmingham. We were under the... You know, we went two up and we got put under pressure a lot and he noticed it straight away and he switched. You know, he brought another centre-back on who can just head the ball out. He's very adaptable and that is probably the thing that's done it for us because although we've not come from behind yet, when we're winning games and we go under pressure, we're holding out because we're actually learning how to adapt to it. We're learning what changes to make. I wouldn't say the football's... A million times better. I won't say it's 100 times better. It's just we're finding a way to win now. Whereas Mowbray was pretty much, you knew 20 minutes into the game whether we were going to score a goal or not. And, you know, that's the difference this year, despite obviously all the losses we've had.
2: Yeah. Talk to you about your season then, because. Like you've lost more than some of the teams in the relegation zone, but you've won the most in the league, yet to draw a game, which is just typical. Like they won one on Sunday, just you watch. Um, what's, what's it, outside looking in, even if it wasn't Blackburn, I'd be looking at and going, These are weird, these are a very weird side. Like, what, 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 what do you think is happening with that? Like, is it just because you don't have the mentality to get back into games when you go down, or do you think uh, on the flip side of it, you know, your defense is so solid that as soon as you go in front, you know, you're going to win the game?
1: Yeah, it's. A question we've asked for all season, you know, that everyone's asked why we can't do it, and we've still not found the answer. You know, you mentioned about us not being able to come from behind, and that's it. Rovers have got a habit of moment we go one down, we look worse than we did at 0 0. And we look, yeah. it only looks like it's going one way, it looks like it's going to go two or three. Nil, where Redding away is the prime example, you know, early in the season, we'd won three in a row, we went down there, I think they'd just been beat four nil off Roverham, and we kind of looked at it and went we're going to get four wins in a row. And we went one down and then we crumbled and went two down. And then we started playing at 3-0 down and it was obviously too late. It's a question that I think we're going to keep asking until we actually either come from behind to win a game or we draw a game. I'd love to come from behind on a Sunday and do it. But it's such a, it's a peculiar situation. Like you said, you'd be looking at it thinking it's weird. And I know I would with another club. I think we're 10 games now off the English record, I think it is, for draws, uh, matches without a draw or something. It's the strangest situation. And until Rovers learn to find that way back into a game when we're behind, I think that's what's going to stop us from properly dreaming of you know, maintaining a position.
2: Yeah, you, you are, not. Pun- I, I hate the term punching above your way, but you are yeah. doing better than expected, is, is what I'm trying to say so far this season. Nobody had you as, uh, as potential top six even, to be fair. Maybe outsiders for the top six. Uh, but you find yourself in the top two, obviously. If you win this, you go into the World Cup break top. I've cracked. I sort of like said earlier, you know, you do tend to fade a lot, you know, a bit of tongue in cheek sort of comment. But are you expecting you to, to sort of like maintain this? Do you think you can maintain it, or are you expecting a, 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 a sort of like a, a drop off towards you know January, February?
1: I think we'll drop off a bit, but I think we'll be around the playoff picture rather than you know the massive where we've fallen in the previous years. You know, I think on the Mowbray we went from. We were six at one point when we were leading at Brentford. I think we ended up fifteenth in league two months later. I don't mm-hmm. think that'll happen massively. I think we'll drop off because I think Middlesbrough will come into it, you know, under Michael Carrick. I think Norwich are always yeah, finding a way of winning. Sheffield uh, United, obviously yourself. So that's four teams that I think are just gonna eventually outplay us in terms of getting points. But I don't think we'll fade off, you know, like we have done before. It all depends on January. We're looking at players for January. One thing Rovers haven't done in recent years, he gone for it in January last year. And uh, we were flying in the league. We beat Bournemouth and Moabre. And there's rumours that Moabre maybe didn't want to buy a player. He didn't want to have the pressure of spending three, four million. And ultimately, it cost us because we were then missing that game changer. So if we can add in January, I think we'll, I personally think we'll get playoffs if we add the right players and keep all the Diaz, which, although it looks likely now, what if a Premier League club's desperate and says, yeah. You know, we'll chuck 15 million your way him it's it's a tough situation if we keep diaz then i think we could do it but who knows it's rovers they surprise us anytime even when we think it's set in stone
2: it's it's weird the diaz situation is it because i've seen him talking about how he expects to say There it seems like he's bought into what you're trying to achieve he's talking about promotion um which i saw on on twitter the other day but like you said if a Leeds, for example, who are, you know, Bamford gets another injury, you know, Bournemouth, you know, a team that's down there. And obviously, uh, the obviously the next part of the story is he's out of contract in the summer, so he's going to be leaving yeah. in the summer regardless, of course. So that, if someone came in and said, we'll give you 10 mil, do you think, do you think then in that hypothetical scenario that your board will be like, yeah, we'll take that?
1: I don't. I think the Venkis, you know, all the criticism, I know Burnley fans love a joke about them, but... The one thing they've done throughout the time here is they will hold out on a player they will lose money on a player rather than especially in the last five years rather than you know getting him off for money adam armstrong with a prime example we had him on an extension and the, we had the chance of the playoffs and they said keep him just keep him try and get playoffs because they know what the premier league's worth i think it'll take upwards of 15 million the highest bid we had in the summer was 12 million and they turned that down you know, straight away almost, I don't even think they entertained Everton with it, so they're not a a board, they're not the owners that will sell a player to get the money back, they know what the Premier League's worth, they know they probably know that for Rovers fans, they've got to get back to the Premier League to at least be liked by the fans again, because that's been the biggest issue, you know, you'll know more than anyone how far we've fallen and you'll have enjoyed the years we've had, but I think they just know that the Premier League is the big thing, and I'm sure it's a thing with the manager as well. You know, what yeah. are you showing to your manager if he's second in the league and then you're selling his best striker, regardless of you know his contract situation?
2: Yeah, there is two things I want to pick up on. There, you mentioned Venky's, and obviously three, four years ago it were all fun and games, chickens on the pitch, all that sort of thing. Is the tide turning? In Blackburn's fans' opinion on Venkis, because there's no noise about them anymore, and that tends to be that, you know, it's like a referee. If you're not talking about the referee, he's kind of doing a good job. It's the same with your board. No one's criticising them so much anymore. Well, I don't see it anyway, and Burnley fans aren't joking about them anymore. So, has the tide turned a little bit with Venkis now? Did the Blackburn fans kind of like them, nearly like them, on the way to liking them?
1: It's a tough life. What they've done is they've just kept out of the club. Like, you know, the first five years, the I won't go into the full details, but, they had certain ways of going about stuff and they were pretty public and they kind of got bitten by it. And they kind of sat back and just let the uh, the football people run it. You know, they're not football people. They're really wealthy. I think people forget how wealthy they are, actually. Yeah. But they're pretty wealthy owners. that They want the best for the club. I truly believe they want the best for the club. I just think that they got it completely wrong. And now they've learnt to leave it to the football guys. You know, we've just appointed a director of football in the summer who... Personally, in my eyes, if Rovers are going to make it back to the Premier League in the near future, he's the man that's going to kind of spearhead it all. And they've learned that, you know, just don't get involved with it. It's not as easy as it seems. You can't come and buy a football club and next thing you know, you're you you know, you're walking through the Premier League getting however much money in a year. They'll sit back. Personally, I just don't want them to come and disrupt anything. You know, the worst thing they could do in my eyes now is come back when we start doing well. I'd rather they sit in the back yeah. Keep pumping the money in, which I think they will do, and just leave the football people to get on with it, really.
2: Fair enough. Uh, Like I said, there's no noise about them anymore. So I kind of think that, you know, they they must be doing an okay job, especially, you know, cut out the fall that you had in recent years, the the rise that you've had after that fall. Admittedly, you shouldn't have had that fall. You know, the board didn't get involved. You may not have had that fall, but they've done well enough to get you back to where they were. Um, And it was well, Diaz. The, the, the enemy, the, the guy that I think we're all dreading, if you're on the Claret side, Claret and Blue side, should I say, the guy that we're all dreading. He like, reminds me a bit of when we were going into the game and we hadn't beaten you for so long and Danny Ings were on form and we were like, yeah, we have a really good striker who's going to be in the Premier League, going to play for England. Obviously, Diaz won't play for England with his Chile alliances, but you know we knew that he could hurt you. And it was the same with Andre Gray like, a few years later and obviously he got the penalty at, at, at the turf. I kind of feel like you have a striker that's in form now and can hurt us. Just how well is he playing at the minute?
1: Oh, he's unbelievable. And I think his biggest thing is, even when he doesn't score, he's an influence on the game. You know, he's really energetic. We've seen him sprinting in the 98th minute. And that's that's kind of the thing that's come on from last year. So he was really, really bad, to be fair, for the first two seasons. Uh, the third season, the COVID season, he kind of got a few goals then got injured and went back to his old self and then last year he started scoring goals but maybe his all-round game wasn't there and now he's on to that all-round game of pressing you know even if he might have a stinker he's had a few games this season where he's been really poor yeah in front of goal but he's gone on to you know make a, a block that might lead to goals he's definitely the guy in form and he's formed a really good partnership with sam gallagher alongside him who Personally, I think they'll give your team, a, you know, go go especially with you, you know, maybe you. I won't say your downside of your team, but maybe the weak point is you know the crosses, which Gallagher six foot four, he should be winning some at least.
2: Yeah, well, I was going to say like who who else should be who else should we be looking out for? Because obviously we're all we're all aware of, uh, of how good Diaz is, but is the next guy after that Gallagher then?
1: Uh, I I'd probably say so, just given. I think the stats this year is he's played, ele- he started 11 games and we've won 10 of them. So that kind of tells you that he's at least doing something right. Ryan Hedges, really good attacking midfielder. Uh, just missed out on the Wales World Cup squad, which he really should have got into. Just a, a big player, you know, for the size he is, you probably wouldn't expect him to move like he does. I think, Rob, there's so many players that are full of quality that maybe aren't getting recognised as much as, you know, your Norwiches, Sheffield United, uh, Adam Wharton, Lewis Travis, Scott Wharton, Dom at the back from Coventry's. Yeah, incredible. he's he's been a good signing, to be fair. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. We couldn't believe, you know, we've replaced Daryl who was a rover centre-back for seven years. And although he was solid, he had his weak sides and we kind of improved on that. So it's full of talent, you know. I'm not just saying that because we're playing Burnley and I want to batter you. I'm saying it because there is some really good players.
2: Yeah, so obviously we've kind of looked at your squad there. What's your thoughts on our squad? Not necessarily your opinion on them, because it's obviously not going to be a good opinion, but sort of like, who do you, who are you wary of? Because there's no... I don't see our squad as like a standout, obvious, very good player like you have in Diaz. Like There's other areas of your squad which are decent, as like you just mentioned, but I think Diaz is the main point. I think if we keep him quiet... And probably Gallagher, um, then I think we win the game. But with us, I feel like there's dangers um, in midfield, on the wings. Jay Rodriguez is up top as well, obviously, Burnley born and bred. So, where, where do you look at that Burnley side and think, yeah, that guy could really hurt us there?
1: I think it's your front four. Your front four really worry me. Eh? I've watched a bit of Burnley, obviously. You've been on Sky quite a bit, haven't you? And we kind of knew you'd get picked up by Sky with the Vincent Company stuff and that. But yeah, I think uh, that's why ben- it is. Yeah, Benson off the bench. You know, we spoke before, didn't we? And he's kind of the one that I'm worried about on Saturday, Sunday. Sorry. Yeah, don't Some, turn up on Saturday, mate. It's definitely I know, Sunday. I might do it this <laughs> week. You never know. <laughs> uh, just your front four, really. I think they're the ones that I walk out and think are they going to be the ones that causes us Because, like, you know, like I've already said, when we always go behind, we don't win a game. And if you've got a front four with that much quality, We're going to, I think we're going to have to hit you early and get that early goal because we're so good when we're leading. So it's stopping that front four for me. If we can stop them, isolate them, I think Rovers have a really good chance. You know, Nathan Teller, Jay Rodriguez, you mentioned, do, you know, he's still going strong, still a really good quality player. You know, there's a lot of players in your side that I think that if we had him in, I think we might be the ones pushing, you know, pushing on, getting that extra step up the table. Taylor, I would bellish. You know, he wrote Rovers, and I can't, you know, I never thought he'd turn out to be maybe what Tossin the Dora did after his loan spell go on and play Prem yet. Yeah. But he clearly had talent at Rovers, and, you know, he's one that worries me. I think I always worry when we play a former player, but when it's a former player doing as well as he is, I think yeah. that adds another level to it. I'm, you know, I've been impressed by him this year.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a very good defender, and I think he will play for England. Obviously, the fact that he's England under 21 captain, I think, speaks volumes, is of very highly thought of it in, in the England setup. And I do think he will play for England quite on a regular basis. I will do very, 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 very well to keep Hold of him, which I definitely don't think we will. He'll go back to City and probably break into their team in the next three, four years. Um one thing I do want to ask is I do believe um that genuinely, as I just said on your show earlier, that we are pound for pound, man for man, the better side. But you have players that I would take, like Diaz, potentially. Um, the, not Gallagher. Um, there's another lad as well. Uh, the lad at the back, the Coventry lad you just mentioned. I'd have Dom oh, hayam Yeah, and I, I think I'd have your keeper as well. That's no, that's no shit on Mürich for all the Mürich fanboys start having to go at me. I just, I just like uh, what's he called again? Is it Kaminski?
1: Yeah, Kaminski. Yeah, clear. he's a very,
2: very good goalkeeper. Um, but what are the players that you'd have from our side in your team?
1: That's a good shout. I think uh I think Matson had do us a good job, you know, at left back. We've got Harry Pickering who's you know, you mentioned on our show that Matson's maybe struggled defensively, but so's Harry Pickering. That's kind of they kinda of seem the same fullback really, and I just think maybe maybe Matson had done more of an end product for us. I'd definitely take Jay Rodriguez if we could fit him in with Beryton Diaz mm-hmm. and Gallagher somehow. We like a front three. If you had them three running at you, yeah, I think we'd be be laughing and Benson as well. I think Rove is maybe over the last few years we've had Joe Rothwell that could come off the bench and you know change a game and having someone like Benson who can come and do that for us and you know score maybe a goal because like I've laboured on so many times on here already and on our channel that we can't change a game. So someone like yeah. Benson's changed the game I think it'd be you know be really good to have.
2: Yeah, fair. Enough. I think that's one of our main strengths this season. Like When you look back at the bench, if we are losing 1-0, there are people that can come on and change a game. And we haven't had that for quite a while uh, on the dash. Uh, not that he ever had a plan B anyway. Um, but, you know, we, we never really had the options there anyway, to be fair, even if he did have a plan B. Um, but right, we'll start wrapping it up then. Um, got into twenty, just over 20 minutes. Um Let's get some predictions then. I don't think many people, even if deep down they think, oh, we might lose this game. I don't think many people are going to predict a defeat for their own side here. So, what's your prediction for this weekend's match, mate? Bearing in mind, I think the, the, the saving grace for me, how nervous I am, because you are capable of getting a result. As I've said, on you've won the most games in the championships. So of course, you're capable of getting a result. You haven't been that good away from home, so that is my sort of like thing. I'm thinking, oh, maybe they won't be that good. Maybe they, they might just have an off day, but what what are your thoughts are you expecting um you know you to be on it because it's a derby are you expecting a win what are you expecting
1: i think it depends exactly you know i mentioned before that i like how much your fullbacks get forward but that's kind of playing to our strengths you know getting brereton diaz in behind will win us the game i think if you push forward with your full that's our best chance of getting behind so if company approaches it like he has been doing with the fullbacks i fancy us for it and I'm saying that a bit because it's Burnley. You know, if we were playing Sheffield United, I might be a little less, you know, a little less optimistic. I just think that it, a lot of it depends on the company facts because I don't doubt that you've got quality. I don't doubt that one bit. But Brereton Diaz getting in behind that fullback is our move. It's kind of if you watch your games, we get that ball over to him, let him do whatever he needs to do. I'm going to go for a 1 the Rovers and I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. I'd take a draw now. I'd snap your hand off a 0-0 draw, 1-1, one, 4-4, one, four, four, maybe not 4-4. Four, four, I don't think I'd handle it, but <laughs> yeah. a draw would do us. But I'll go for 1-0, who knows, though. It's a diver video. Yeah. It could be anything.
2: I'd be very surprised if it's one nil either way. I think there's goals in it. I think we've got a, a very good forward line, a very good midfield. We are susceptible at the back, and um, which is where you're at. You're strongest. so I do think you'll have a bit of joy. I'm thinking it could be. It's typical in it. But I'll say all this. It'll end up being nil nil, like you say, yeah. or one nil, you know, something like that. But it could it could even be like it's, it's like four two, you know, something like that. I genuinely believe both teams will attack. We do get forward with the fullbacks. Um, I'm hoping. I don't know. I'm hoping he makes a couple of changes. I've discussed this on the the therapy session we had earlier this week. If you haven't watched it, it's on the channel. uh, Where do we keep the same fullbacks and let them go forward? Or do we bring in a couple of, you know, your Charlie Taylor and your Connor Roberts, who are better defensively, but then we won't have that dynamic going forward. So you're going to kind of lose a little bit of that. So we'll see. I'm going to go 3 1 Burnley. Like I said, I do think we are the better team. I just feel uh, man for man, like I said, we are the better side. I just hope because we have had some games where we just haven't been that good. Um, and you're saying that about yourselves as well. So I'm just hoping we catch it the other way around because we went into that Swansea game recently of we weren't doing that well. I think they'd won about six games at a row, making an assault on the playoffs, and we just absolutely dicked them, steamrolled and four 0 They tried to press us, but they did this half hours press, and it was so easy to beat. And I think you did this the the goal you conceded against Coventry. I watched it. And you tried to press. I don't know if you were tired or what, but you tried to press them and, and it wasn't a very good press and they got in behind you so easily. And I remember looking at that and thinking, if they do that against us, we will murder them. But there's been yeah. games where you pressed a lot better. So I'm hoping that, you know, we just kind of catch you. But I, th- I think both teams are well up for it. You know, they'll come out, they'll be able to hear the atmosphere in the stadium anyway, because obviously the the changing rooms are underneath the away end, which is now half the all men as well. So they'll be able to hear all that. They'll be well up for it. So, um yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as I said on your show, um, I'll let you plug your channel now, but I'm not sure there's going to be many people here thinking, oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go and subscribe to that. Um, but you never know, lads. If if we beat them, you might want to go over and, uh, and watch it. So I just want to let everyone know where they can watch your stuff and where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can find us on at, Uh Like Joe says, if we win the game, plenty of stuff on there. Come and check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. If we lose, then the channel might go silent for a week. But, no, nah, enjoy EFL content. I do watch a bit of bit the content. I'll admit it. I watch every Championship club that I can, you know, watch. So if anyone does want to check it out, just come over and watch.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I think I'll be similar. I think if if we get beat, I might go into hibernation for a few weeks. Maybe do a sixty second review. That's it. Um, but if we win. Yo, you bet there's going to be content coming at you left, right, and centre. But uh, Dan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, coming on the show. And this is a bit where I like to wish people good luck for the rest of the season. It's not that game. But I don't even want to say good luck for the rest of the season. And really just, yeah, just terrible luck, please, mate. Um, but thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure.
1: No, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it. And whoever wins Sunday wins, don't they? It's, we've got the reverse fixture to make it up if we lose.
2: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure.